Greetings, boils and ghouls. Welcome to Lovecraft Singles, the Crypt Creepers spin-off podcast for all things weird fiction, directly or indirectly linked to a man who feels less and less relevant to the show we are watching, Howard Phillips Lovecraft. I am joined, as always, by this two-fisted archaeologist delivering meaty punches to Nazi skulls, Mary Johnston. Heck yeah. Where do you think the Phillips came from? I don't know. I mean, that's his name. Is that his middle name? They were like, well, let's make it ambiguous whether or not this is just like he's supposed to be named Philip. Let's make it seem like a last name. Two How last Phillips names. Is, is Phillips, is that a last, does that make you a two last name or is it a two first name person? I mean, I know Phillips is not like a first name, but. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I, I think, I, th- I like to think that they were trying to give him two first names because they were like Lovecraft. I mean, pfft. Barn burner last name. Yeah, like there's no way he's gonna be like, oh, I'm going by Howard Phillips, please. I mean, like, what if his name, what if his name was like Emerson Smith Lovecraft? That would've been great. I mean, like, well, the lack of hyphen. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Oh yeah, no, it's just middle name though. His name is he's not like of the Phillips Lovecrafts. Phillips. That's if your na- first name was Phillips, you would definitely go by Phil. <laughs> is all I'm saying. Old Howie Phil Lovecraft. Howie! Howie Lovecraft! <laughs> Please, my, 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 my friends call me Howie. Only, only my mother calls me Howard. Speaking of people who have chosen to blaze a trail <laughs> with their names, do you know what the theme of this episode is? Do you know what genre it's pastiching? Dun. Indiana, MFing Jones. You're named after the dog. We named the dog Indiana. I mean, it's a totally tight name. Your name was Indiana Jones. Do you think he goes by that Professor Indiana? No, his name is Professor Henry, Henry Jones Jr. Jones Jr. No, I, I'm I'm very aware. But so you think he's per, do you think he's I mean he's Professor Jones, I suppose, no matter what. Yeah. Thank you, Mr. Jones. Wait, wait, hold on. Do you think he's one of those weird professors who's like trying to get invited to off campus parties and no, it's all like No, you could just, but as just call is, me Professor Henry. I mean, we know that he has a predilection for younger women. <laughs> the whole Marion, you he know, doesn't seem you in, knew what you were doing. He doesn't like, seem interested in his students, though. Even the one who has has tattooed lovingly on her eyelids, love you, at, that she mm-hmm. blinks, um, you know, coquettishly at him. Although he should be interested in that student who has that sweet Egypt sweater when she's waiting to talk to him for his office oh, hours. Yeah. That sweater mm-hmm. has fascinated me and... Um, I want that sweater. I want that. So this episode, I expected to like it more because, you know, I love, um, even though they are problematic, usually, I love like a jungle, (laughs) ancient temple, adventure, pulp story. I like a story Mm -hmm. that has a scene in a river where a big old crocodile or hippopotamus pops out and like threatens everybody. I I like a mummy. I like all those things. I'm I'm very on board for that kind of thing. Um, yeah. how about you? What do you, what did you think? Oh, the episode, this, this was a, this episode wasn't, I did not like it. Um, I don't know that it was bad. It was just kind of boring. It seemed like a really long ride for a relatively short slide. Yeah. And yeah, like I, if you're going to do, 
I, uh, if you're going to do an Indiana Jones episode, like, actually, like, seeing him figure out traps and, like, go through, like, little miniature golf course-esque kind of, like, mm-hmm. what do we do here? Like, that, uh, the Indiana Jones movies at least realized that, like, yeah, you, you don't really care about that part so much. Like, you have some visuals, you, like, you know, have him, like, step out into empty space and, oh, look, it was all a perspective trick that, like, doesn't really make sense how that would work in three dimensions. But it's fine. You know what I mean? It, we don't need a... This is also a weird critique. I feel like they were very into, it's a trap, and then the trap gets worse! I would rather them just have him, like, knocking out traps left and right and just have lots more traps. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that's why that bridge thing works. It's not like, oh, it's a bridge, and also it disappears, and also there's pendulum, and also, like, it's, no, just like... And now and now his dad's going to throw him his bag. Now his dad's going to throw yeah. him himself. Yeah, it, I, think it, I think it makes the pacing of this episode kind of weird. Um, yes. Which, which is yeah. disappointing because I, I, t- I typically like these sorts of things. It must also be said, not a not a, a little even a little bit of Lovecraftianness. Yeah, no, not at all. No, I mean a little bit of uh, Eddie Alley Poe ness. Yeah, I would say. So I also did. You also think I thought this was I I was faked out. I thought this was going to be a journey to the center of the earth. Well, because we of the kid, kid with the kid reading the book. Yeah, and then Tree says something like, "They got dinosaurs here." Yeah, right? which and would I have was been like, so And I was cool. like, they're going to go down there and there's going to be dinosaurs. Right? How cool would that be? I want to see, like, mm-hmm. I mean, I want to see, like, Atticus and Montrose, like, run away from velociraptors. <laughs> it totally makes sense that the traps are somehow, um, like, cosmically connected to her basement. But I'll I'll be real. I I was a little disappointed when that happened. Oh yeah, no, because, because I mean it's, it's it's well shot and it's beautiful and I like understand from a narrative perspective it gets it's good. But like I was a little bit like, oh I, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm not maybe they're not on the right floor, but it was that guy's body. I I just I No 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 it it absolutely is the basement, remember? And yeah. she says, Hey, that's one of the guys who disappeared. So it does away with our mystery of like, does she know if they're dead or not? She doesn't. She no. just found out just then. Yep. And we find out that um Dr. Epstein um, Hiram Epstein. I forget which one is Hiram Epstein. and which one. Or which, right, right, right. But the, the 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 evil doctor is working on a time machine, which, which, I mean, which is like kind of the most boring thing he which could is, be doing. Which is also strange because then then you would think this would be like the Jules Verne. Um, H.P. Right. Walls episode, which or, it kind of isn't. I, I mean, like, everyone's identifying it as the Indiana Jones episode, and I agree with that. Yes. But if you want to make it work with Time Machine, Journey to the Center of the Earth, like, those things, you should have you hit those beats, which right. are different. If you have a time, right, right. And, and I, I guess, like, is he experimenting on people by, like, putting them in the time machine, or is he also just, like, moonlighting as a sadist, like, as a, you know, as a quack he might like, have quack many mutilator on the side you know yeah, he maybe he's could got also, varied interests he could also like be like making croissants on the reg like i think yeah. you know I, croissants out of dead people but yeah and I again mean, i mean even even uh, this is maybe a little nitpicky but like so why did they have to go to a museum in boston if we, all we needed to do was have them in letty's basement that's how i felt about it too which is a shame because like she, they, well it's a shame it makes me feel i i honestly feel like it's pacing issues, but I really feel like they wasted the museum. I sit uneasily with museums, of course, because they're stolen stuff. But that would be yeah. great for this episode. 
Um, right, and also, right. also, also, as kids who, as nerdy children who grew up, I mean, who doesn't love them? Like this is a museum of pro- problematic fave. Yeah, museums are great, yeah. especially like old Smithsonian style. Like, here's a glass case just full of a bunch of weird stuff we have. And even better, like creepy museums are the best. Like museums that you're like, could they just like not afford light bulbs? Or like those are the <laughs> best. I yeah. love those kinds of museums. And. I'm with Tree. I'm like, why are we going to a museum if we're not going to see dinosaurs? Like, seriously? Yeah. Seriously? You guys are you guys are the nerds who are going to read every label in, like, the, the, like, ancient civilizations area. No! I want to see big sea creatures. I want to see dinos. Like, that's what I want. So, wait, hold on. So are, are you, so, are you kind of pausing that maybe if you want to do a museum, let's do a museum. Let's do Night at the Museum. Let's have, like... Guys like fighting inside of like the dinosaur rib cages. Let's have big sea creatures that are suspended crashing to the ground. Let's like trash a museum or like let's have it be in a museum. Yeah. Not- well, and, and and like commit to kind of the part of Indiana Jones, which is ultimately Indiana Jones is stealing stuff probably from brown people often. Right. Yeah. Right. And white people do that all the time. So have it be and they, they, they do this. It's clever that you have black folks need to go to a museum to steal back the stuff that people stole from them. Like that's that's yeah, that's yeah. interesting and good. And you could totally have that in case. But, like but, but, a, though in this case, it's really like black folks need to go to break into a museum so they can get get a brown person that was stolen by yeah. a white person. And then and then destroy the it brown just, person. It just seems kind of messy. And like, then I, I, I do and I do. Th- and the time machine thing ma- makes me think that they're going for like a different kind of pulpy thing. Uh, I yeah, don't know. Yeah. It, yeah. It felt very it felt very much like it was a bunch of build up. And then the parts with the um, uh, air. What is it? Arawak, the uh, the native Caribbean people, mm. the, like the, the mummy that becomes a person. Like I thought th- those parts were great. And uh, it just it was just kind of like, though, we've been. You've been watching like forty minutes of episode for like ten minutes of cool Indiana Jones stuff, and then and then it's over, and then and then it's over, and then also they sort of like destroy what what you what it seems you achieved, uh, so, which makes it feel even more pointless. Yeah, it's it's like a, it's just a circle. Yeah, no, to me it felt initially very Jules Verne. Then it went to Indiana Jones. Then suddenly um, we have the scene and the set piece more so where uh, uh, Yahima is. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wait, are we in are we in Pirates of the Caribbean? Like, yeah, what it, is- it did, it, yeah it for sure looked like they were in the, uh, the the Flying Dutchman. Yeah, I was like, what? What? <laughs> this is not. And, and like her as or I'm, I keep referring to her. Well, yeah, to be fair, they use they use female pronouns for her as well in the show. Do they? OK. They they do and the actress who plays her is a, is a cis it's, woman, which doesn't is neither here nor there. Neither but, here nor there. But she yeah, or they they. they um, is this dried husky body that like comes to life and is quite quite effective? I liked that effect quite a bit. Yeah, I thought I thought that was that was pretty cool. I mean, that was like Indiana yeah. Jones with CGI. I yeah. thought that was well, good. and it's it, it's also like very the mummy, like it's a mummy yeah, sure. thing, which I like because then you can kind of I mean, like what are mummy stories? You go, it's it's white people going to Egypt, going into <laughs> temples and stealing, stealing stuff from, from dead brown people. people. 
<laughs> and then beating up the dead people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and then yeah, being yeah. mad that the dead people are mad at them, <laughs> like basically yeah, yeah. for stealing their stuff. So I, I unless liked... unless it's one of those like in, unless it's unless it's not so much Brendan Fraser the mummy, or instead it's more of the old curse of the mummy, where I think the whole thing is probably more like a metaphor for STDs, where you bring the mummy's curse home with you. Oh, that's right. And the mummy wants a woman. He loves the woman. You know. Yeah. I recently rewatched the mummy. Uh-huh. Um, I enjoyed it, but I was like, it is kind of crazy that this was such a cultural moment. Um, <laughs> like it's kind of it's kind of a wild, shaggy dog of a story. Um, yeah, but no. So like, I, I liked that stuff. It just didn't always make sense, and I thought that the set piece could have served it better. Um, it it was very piratical, and I was like, that's that pirates are the opposite of what we're doing here, kind of. Yeah, no, no, you're right. It, well, but I mean, but also. It, it, at the risk of sounding like like a, like a pedantic ass. Also, Indiana Jones isn't like a real pulp genre, right? Correct. There it is a singular <laughs> character with a movie series. Yes. Right. It's a it's it, it's actually like a weird it's a weird uh, distillation and pastiche of pulp that we now that that, that has a successful movie franchise and then and it would seem that Hollywood keeps trying to sort of get it right again yeah. with mixed success, right? Like I think like the Brendan Fraser and the Mummies are definitely Indiana Jones kind of movies. Ask, yep. Right, but but there wasn't. That's not it. That it's not exactly the, a genre of pulp that people only, in the fifties were reading. Yeah, the only thing that has come even remotely close, and it's so close that I'm not even sh- like in time that I'm not even sure like how that lines up, is *Romancing the Stone*. Oh yeah, 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 right. That is the only then, thing that it becomes remotely close to being like that, and it's so like the two two modest. In size, movie franchises do not make a, a, a pulp genre, right. in my opinion. And, and again, it's fine. It's just that, like, it's not like it's. I don't know. It, it feels it feels a little dirty pool, I guess. Maybe where it's just kind of like it's, it's not a really. Uh... It's a mashup of a mashup. Like Indiana right, right. Jones and... is kind of a jungle adventure story, and it's kind of like sort of like a a war. Nazis are bad. Meaty punch like story. Yeah, 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 yeah. Two fisted tales. Yes, yeah, yeah, and right. it's kind and of. A, like a, he's an like, archaeologist, so you yeah. don't have to feel like quite so bad about him doing this. And yep, yep. Well, and it, I mean, it, I, to, to their credit, nobody had hats or whips in this. So, I mean, um, to be honest with you, I would not have minded that. But yeah, the um, yeah. I, on a rewatch, I also noticed. Did you notice that all the all the incidental music all kind of has that? Um, it, it 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 very much sounds like a John Williams. It has the Indiana Jones kind of incidental music kind of feel to it, and I'm like. Uh, so when I was watch- when I watched it a second time to make make notes and stuff, I was I, I noticed it and I was like, oh yeah, this is it's absolutely what they're trying to do. Um, all we need is is mantras to say this belongs in a museum. They should have just done it. Um, yeah, I wouldn't have not minded if or had a or, whip. or you do what like Alan Moore would do in this case. I think speaking for the grand old man himself, you put Indiana Jones in and you show that he is a racist. That like the values you you just deconstruct it straight up. They yeah. meet a two-fisted archaeologist and are like, "Wait, this that's, guy is a racist. Is a racist grave robber." That's you, true. Like, I I really yeah I I agree with that. I thought that that's what this was going to be like, and I, of course I love the character of Indiana Jones. Although I do acknowledge yeah, right. that like problematic fave, blah 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 blah. Yeah. Of course, of course, of course. But like, so I was a little nervous because I was like, "Oh, I know that there's stuff about Indiana Jones that ain't good. Like I I yeah. can I can list them out, you know, like just off the." T- top of my head so i was a little nervous i was a little nervous to like you know be confronted with it and have to accept it 
in this media mm. and then talk about it. And then I think I was a little bit let down that they didn't really do that. I mean, it's it's kind of there, but then I feel like it's sort of like disjointed with this colonialization story, kind of, but even then they don't fully commit to that. This this show has not, up to this point, been especially subtle with the uncomfortable societal messages it wants you to take away. And I feel like this episode feels strangely empty on that score. They yeah. don't like like yeah okay we can we you know, you can talk about colonization and stealing um, antiquities from native persons and stuff like that like all of that is there but it's just kind of there like yeah of course it's, it's it's not really addressed in a way that is interesting or um or even that beat doesn't even hit very hard agreed well so do we want to talk about Yahama I feel like she's sure she they are the only thing that's really kind of worth a damn in this and even <laughs> and even then it's sort of it's 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 a weird treatment of this do you know what yeah. i mean like it's, yes. it's it's kind of the only theme that has like serious teeth that isn't that isn't tucked away in a b plot yes yeah i was gonna say that i have one other thing that i i think both of us will will, will love but it almost feels like it bleeds into the next episode so yeah consider um, yourself teased audience but yes no i agree the uh, I it it's tricky when critiquing a piece that I think is trying to do something good and maybe even a little bit woke. Um, but I, I I don't know that they were entirely successful with their treatment of Yahuma, the yeah. a person who is who who describes themselves as being as being a two spirited person. Um, and just in case we're not sure what that means, we, of course, get to see the exotic pubic hairless penis that she has. But she also has breasts. So what does that even mean? <gasps> you know, it. Well, and she she kind of has like, doesn't she have both like uh, it looks like she has pieces of both genitalia. Both yeah, it, maybe, 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 maybe. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of which which again, uh, there there are intersex people. Um, yeah. And there is nothing. Of course, there's nothing wrong with showing genitals. It, I don't even think it's wrong with. Having a non-intersex person portray an intersex person, you know, with, with caveats about what is appropriate and sensitive and everything, but this seemed to kind of have that thing where it's where it's the way that, you know, um, contemporary American culture, contemporary culture, Western culture has this weird obsession with um, gender queer persons' uh, genitals. Like, like, what it, what do you it, got in there? What's what's it, going on down there? It felt a little sleepaway camp to me. Yeah, right. And it I, I'm about to use a word that I that is not good, but I feel like they sort of crammed Yahima into the into the trope, the like exotic mystical I've heard it described as mystical hermaphrodite, which I know is not not PC, but yeah, you know where it's kind of like like this person is so magic that they're and 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 then and then you can breathlessly explain that sometimes in 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 cultures there's a third gender and those people yeah. are both and neither and closer. And, and and in there, there is good, true, sincere, religious stuff. But also, you're kind of just tra- you're trading on titillation and ex- exoticism. Right. Also, I, th- I also think that you need and maybe this is maybe this is like, a, you know, <laughs> like a, a kind of too modern of an interpretation, but. I guess at a certain point you want to be like, I mean, yeah, like that's those are the those are the genitalia she's or they they're born with, but like that's that's not 
gender. <laughs> like, well, sure, right, right, right. right. And, and in fact, and in fact, if if even even the term two spirit, I did a little bit of research, is a relatively recent term used to describe. I think, at least, I think historically, sort of North American, but I don't know. I don't know if it extends to Native Caribbean people as the Arawaks um, apparently are. Um, but it, it it kind of it because there are some groups, some tribes, um, nations that have third genders. There are some that have fourth and fifth genders. Apparently, I, I didn't do a tremendous amount of research there, but there are so there's some where they have other formalized understandings of gender and performative gender. It can also apply to people who just engage in non uh, gender normative behaviors. Like I, the examples I saw were stuff where you know, like you're a woman who likes to do you know hunting or things that men would do, or you're a man who, and sometimes that involves dressing in a certain dressing in a way that is non standard. But also, it can also just apply to like. Um, LGB Native American people sometimes. So it's this big, broad, you're painting with yeah. like the hugest possible brush. I, I mean, I guess almost it might be a little bit like if you were viewing media that is not from a Western perspective and somebody's just like, I'm queer, you know, that concept that the West has. And then you treat it like that's one thing that mm-hmm. like, be, yeah, being queer, that of course means that you are, you are trans. That's all it means. You, you know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. it's kind of a, it's a, uh, I think that um, my understanding, based on my reading, is that people who are two spirit, it's not, it's not a. I don't know that it is viewed as an offensive term, and I think people have ownership of it, and you know, use some people use it, some people don't, just like queer. Um, but but I think that like I think we're throwing around like real and heavy issues as as just a way to like kind of kind of make it make the scene sizzle a little bit more, a little more sizzle in the steak. And that, I mean, come on, don't. <laughs> you, yeah, you, you don't. You don't. You don't have to do that. Well, and my impression is, based on how they talk about it, based on how it's presented, this person is special. It is a combined, right. like it's a combined, right. it's a compi- combined spirit in one body. That is legitimately special and different and worthy of awe. Correct. I mean, yes. Right. Yes, yes, What's yes, yes, yes. bad about that is I think that Yamaha is supposed to represent people, historical individuals who were kidnapped by white people and then usually trotted all over Europe and America and displayed as curiosities to other like to other white mm. people. Mm-hmm. And sure. Sure. the thing that's so chilling about those stories is that those people who were kidnapped and enslaved and treated horribly were just people like they were mm. normal that there was nothing unusual or weird about them. And even if there was like that does not they're, excuse they're still, it. They're still they're still people. Right. Yeah. But the the real like nut of the racism there is that they were exotic and different and unusual and curiosities and not didn't need to be treated like like humans, like treated but, like right. animals or worse because they were black. <laughs> That's right. why, yeah, yeah. or brown. That is why or, or, they, or, or exceptionally tall, or whatever. Right, right. right. But, yeah. but their yeah. their blackness generally is what allowed this to happen. Is that people were very racist and couldn't deal. And I, I would actually like to spend some time. Um, I did some deep dives on two of the more famous people oh, who yeah. experienced this historically. So if you, if you'll indulge me. So I want to first tell you about uh, Oda Benga, 
who was a mm-hmm. Congolese man um, whose life could, and I, I know this sounds flippant, but I think you will see what I mean, is a bit like um, a racist atrocities bingo card. For example, um, uh, Oda was, uh, had the life he had because his, his group of Congolese people were captured and slaughtered by um, King Leopold uh, II's militia, but but he was out hunting. So when he came back, there were slave traders just waiting to pick off any weaklings or people who didn't die or whatever, and they snagged sure. him, right? Uh-huh. And so now he is now he is enslaved, and he was sold uh, in the ner- early 1900s to a American businessman, um, Samuel Phillips Verner. Verner who was went to Africa with these um, with these strict instructions that he was going to purchase a bunch of pygmy people and bring them back to display at various world fairs. That was the plan. So um, he purchased Benga. So Samuel Phillips purchased Benga for um, what is recorded as a pound of salt and a bolt of cloth from these slave traders. Um, Oda then went uh, to the St. Louis World's Fair. He then briefly uh, kind of inhabited and was um, dressed dressed in like proper linen suits and entertained people at um, the American Museum of Natural History in New York. And finally, and this is why he's probably the most famous, he was put in a human zoo exhibit in the Bronx Zoo, which I kid you not, was located in the Monkey and Great Ape House. Yeah, I, I keep I keep like rubbing my eyes and putting like yeah. like oh god, it gets it gets worse. <laughs> so he did not die there. He was eventually freed by Reverend James H. Gordon, who did not free him because he thought this was an atrocity of this individual's human rights. Oh no, he was a very he's a reverend, he's a very religious man, and he believed that having Oda, who he acknowledged was a human, placed next to monkeys and apes was promoting Darwinism and was an affront to hit to the Christian values. So we needed to get him out of there. So he bought him (laughs) from the zoo and uh, got him set up where um, Oda, like many people um, in his community, had filed pointy teeth or teeth filed Mm -hmm. to a point. He got his teeth capped and he dumped him off in Virginia with a family where he just like kind of worked and learned English eventually and those sorts of things. And he started working in a tobacco factory. So Oda then, um, during World War II, pretty much realized that he was never going to be able to return um, to his home. And at the ripe old age of twenty of 32 or 33, he built a ceremonial fire, um, broke all the caps off of his teeth, and then shot himself in the heart <laughs> with a pistol. Holy, holy cow. Yeah. So, like, horrible life. Yeah. The most famous, though, um, is Sarah Bartman, who I'm sure you've heard of. But she was stolen from her home by a William uh, Dunlap, who was an English doctor and slave trader, um, also working in one of King Leopold II's um, slave lodges. And uh, Dunlap um, took her to London, where he put her on stage and people charged a fee to see her mostly naked or completely naked body. And then they could pay more money if they could, like, touch her hand or her arm or her shoulder or foot or whatever. And then they could pay even more money and then they could touch and examine her genitalia. Awesome. 
Awesome. Over the course of her life, she was sold to Henry Taylor, who was an animal trainer, who basically did the same shtick, but in Paris as opposed to London. Uh, and then George uh, Culver, he's he's French, so I'm not pronouncing it correctly. Yeah. Culver, yeah, Culver, yeah, right. yeah. Culver, Culver. <laughs> who was a professor of quote-unquote comparative anatomy um, oh, at yeah. the big natural history museum in Paris. He, uh, and like, we know the most about the horrible things he did to her um, of any of these people. I mean, like, we know a lot about um, the the time when she was with um, Dunlap and he was calling her the Venus hot and tot and things like that. Sure, yeah, Because yeah, we have, yeah. we have like, promotional material. But um, Colave, or whatever his name is, um, kept detailed records because what he was doing is he thought she was his proof that there was a missing... Um, link between animals and humans, and she was it. So he examined her body, um, violated her every which way that you can, and eventually when he was done um, picking her over, uh, he sold her to a man, S. Rio, Rio, who regularly raped her, beat her, um, impregnated her, and we believe ultimately led to her death at the ripe old age of 26. So after she was dead, Rio returned her to Colave, who dissected her body and then um, took ownership of her remains, which for more than half a century were available in the Museum of Man in Paris. You could view her brain, her skeleton, her genitalia, preserved genitalia, as well as a full plaster cast of her body. Um, this was a huge. This was a huge thing. Paris would not give her body back. The people. Her people. Um, reached out and were like, hey, <laughs> you should return her remains to us so that we can bury them. Her family is still here. Like, give them back. Mm. And that eventually did happen um, in 2002. Uh, so she returned to her body, was returned to South Africa, and she was buried um, on the Eastern Cape on National Women's Day, which is which is nice. But, like, what a horrible life. What a horrible life. And essentially... Both these people were just, I mean, like, not even essentially. These people were both just people, right? Yeah, Like, sure. Oda had filed teeth, which is unusual in America, sure. right? Mm -hmm. And he was a pygmy, so he was short. And mm -hmm. Sarah Barman was a normal lady who, according to pictures and plaster casts, had kind of a big butt. And that was it. Like, <laughs> that was it. She was Sorry, just I'm, a... I... Right? Yeah, Jesus Christ. She yeah. was just a person. Like, you can't. And you know, I mean, like, the fact that it's they're handed between all of these people and all of these institutions, like, they're people. They know that. All those people knew that. And they didn't care. They just didn't care. They were like, we, 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 need to, we need to probe her vagina for science. We need to keep her preserved vagina for science. Yeah. Like, that's insane. That is insane. Like, oh... For science, although you know what, if someone wants to pay, if one of them wants to pay a couple bucks so they can, um, they can lovingly or, you know, molest her and like, right. you know, like yeah. grab her vulva. So, I appreciate, I appreciate uh, Yahama kind of ushering in this kind of history. People, we do need to face this, especially Americans and Europeans, need to face this. These are not, these two people are not the only example of it. Sure, They're just two sure. famous examples of it. But, and I understand that Yahama, you know, also imprisoned, lied to, probably leered at as a sexual oddity by white people. But I just, I feel like it would be just a little bit more powerful 
if she wasn't a unusual being herself. You know what I mean? Like that would have been better, you know? Or or at least don't portray it with sort of like leering interest. Um, I mean, and, and how much yeah. of our, we I, maybe we are burying the lead here. If someone was somehow listening to this but has not seen the episode, which would be quite confusing, I would think, for someone. But you're right. It's the way she's treated. Yeah. If... Of if course, it turns, right. If, if you're, it turns if you're out an that, if it, intersex no, if it turns out being, she you're also the, just a person, obviously. No, no, right. But, but no, but if she joined the gang and was just like this, like, you know, sort of rad part of the group now, all of a sudden, we, we, we might not feel so weird about the way she was introduced. It's that she basically, um, this, basically what we've described is most of the scenes where she can intelligibly speak, um, uh, they then, like, right, they bring her up in Letty's house, up the, the, the devil elevator, and then she screams and it hurts everyone's ears. So Tick lays her out with a uh, Nick Cage in the Wicker Man style, like rabbit punch to the jaw. And she never, we never hear her speak again. And then she is murdered at the end of the episode because Montrose doesn't want in, um, her to decipher the pages from the, uh, from the Book of Adam. Well, and also, so, so, but, and also but you know he's what I mean? a so queer not... individual, so that feels very bad. Right. <laughs> like very but, bad. <laughs> But but right, that, another thing we learn in this episode. Um, but uh, which we'll talk about in a second. But uh, it just just you know what I'm saying though, right? Yes. Like if it turned out that she joined the group, or if she was uh, uh, she they was allowed to be empowered and have a powerful exit or make a strong statement, you might not feel so. You might not. It might not feel so weird that they're like, "Hey, look at the crotch. What's going on down there? It confuses you, doesn't it, white man?" You know, like you might not. Yeah. You might not feel that way. But they don't give you anything to work with. And so then you're like, this is just here for us to leer at. Well, and then don't they talk about like a banshee curse that's on her? Or they turned her into a, do they say a siren or something? Oh, a siren. They said it, but they, but they say, they say it like it's something that everyone knows about. And you're like, wait, what? Huh? So she, she can just yell and it hurts everyone's ears. She's just like, she's just like mystic, mystic, mystic the whole time. I am too magic. Yeah. And, and, and. Magic Native Americans are kind of their own yeah. problematic genre of this is just like kind of doubling down. This is like this is that. But you you read some encyclopedia articles. So, you know, a little bit more about um, about, you know, Nat- uh, indigenous American magic and religion. Right. Well, and I don't think there's anything wrong with I mean, maybe there maybe the point was that. Like now, if we saw if we saw an, an exceptionally small person, or we saw a person with a kind of big butt, that we would probably not leer at, right? We'd be mm-hmm. like, okay, um, sure. or or not any more so than we would leer at at the the many people we see all the time who look like that in public, right? Sure, sure. But so maybe they were like, we're going to tempt more modern audiences with something because like in our culture right now. I mean, Netflix did like a whole series basically being like, let's talk about being trans. Like, let's just talk about it and get it out there. Like, I think what you said at the top about how everyone's like, ooh, what's going on there? What's their, what are their genitals like? Like, like that part of it. How does it, how do you, how do you even, how do they even, uh, right? Like, I think that is, that is like definitely like a, a pretty modern interpretation of like leering at a butt, right? Yeah, sure, but, sure, sure. Yeah, it's so, the same kind of thing. So maybe yeah. they're trying to, like, put the audience in the perspective of the people who paid to see 
you know, Oda or Sarah over the course of their lives. But then I think there needs to be some delivery on that. Like, yeah, no, this, this show, again, has not been subtle with its points. So I yeah. feel like if they were going to if they were going to do that, they would have done that. That you, they wouldn't we we you wouldn't have to do a bunch of extra work. You, you yeah. know what I mean? That they. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I guess that's my thing. Also, uh, I I don't like that they immediately kill this this individual. I don't like no. that. They, like that sucks. <laughs> I and, and I understand that. the point is to give I guess Montrose kind of like a heel turn here because it seems like he's kind of warming up and coming around to like right. being involved. This in is the most I've I've liked him the series, which is to say I was like okay with him this episode right, until right. that point. And then I was like no. And again, right? You could have you could have. Uh, Yahima um, perish to the water. You could have them refuse to leave. You could have them say, I won't help you and I want you to let me go free. And they could do that. Because, I mean, in essence, right, like in some sense, she is, uh, what's it, Titus Braithwaite's like, like, like ancestral slave, right? Yep. And then in some sense, in, to a certain interpretation, Atticus basically shows up and is like, I am the heir to Titus Braithwaite. Of course you will help me in the way that you were supposed to help him. Yeah. You, know, you could I, have even you could have even he, had a scene. He, she is sort of the ancestral property, right? Like she's treated yeah. like the slave. And that feels bad too, right? Where it's kind of like, well, you know, now I'm here. So uh, let's read this book. Whole, let's read the, these pages. The whole emotional arc of that was so strange because I felt like I felt like there needed to be a moment where like Letty and Atticus and Montrose were like, I mean, this person's like totally removed from time and mm-hmm. we're, we're going to, we're going to, we can't leave them here to drown. Like that's mm-hmm. wrong. Like I think it's right that they, that they took um, them with them. Like that was right. But, right. but, th- but there was kind of like, it was just, so, it seemed like it was very binary where like Madras is like definitely has to die. And then. Atticus is like, what could go wrong? Like, no, there are things that you have to think about. Like, right, yeah, right. And, like, and again, and again, this individual's never seen a car before. Like, coming right. into the modern world is going to be very traumatic. Like, we have to talk about that kind of stuff. But like, right. instead, and maybe, and I think I could have suspended my disbelief. Like, I like what you're saying about ancestral, like the ancestral property. And I feel like you could have even had a moment because we've have we've had flashbacks, we've seen it, and then we've had flashbacks where Atticus sees. Um, his relation who is enslaved by the Braithwaites right, right. running mm-hmm. away. You could have had that mirrored back at you um, with Yahama, like where right. he yes. just wakes up and he sees them in the doorway and they look back at him and then they walk out. And like, right. and, and even she, then- And, and, and Yahama is gone. They have, right. they have been freed, you right. know, or, or whatever. Or right. like, are, you know, are they a ghost or- or, or you write in some sort of big bad magician. There's a ghost, or, or you know, right? And like, Titus left some insurance, and so you get revenge on the slave owner, kind of thing. And then, and then she can go to peace. I realize that's a lot like what happened last episode, so maybe not. But well, but I think it just could have you could have done you could have done anything, it, and almost anything is better than what we got. It could have been so simple. Like I, I think if I saw that, I wouldn't be like, wait. Yama doesn't have a social security card. How are they going to get a job? Like, I wouldn't worry about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like yeah. there should have been some, like, mention of that a little bit. Like, the, like Atticus just seems like kind of a dope for being like, this is going to be fine. Um, <laughs> like, because, like, obviously. Was like, I got her some kids books. We're going to teach her English. Yeah. Like, I mean, I just feel like. <laughs> but I don't. It's, oh, boy, my own pet magic Native American. <laughs> yeah. My own pet person. Um, but like, I, I think that if they chose to escape, 
and you had like something where like Atticus like nodded and was like, yep. Like that would have been nice. Mm-hmm. That would have been nice. Um, instead, we just had Montrose being like, nope, slitting your throat. Bye. Yeah, it's sort of like, hey, look over there. Yeah. Awful. Which, again, is horrifying. So, I mean, I guess they get that. But yeah. So he basically so, right. He basically he, he is not actually in the first episode. He's barely in the second episode that that must not be named. Mm-hmm. Um, in the third he's episode. He's basically not in the third episode. This is his debut. Right. Really? Right. So he sort of debuts here and he seems like he seems pretty alienated from Tick and like he doesn't he seems a little uncomfortable with being his dad and everything. We have all this. We you and I, huh, uh, naive fools that we were, were like, you think the whole he's not really Tick's dad is going to come back? I feel like it has come back in the most like 1940s kind of way possible. Yeah. Where it's like, he's Don't gay. Think- he can't be the dad. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> no gay man has sired a child. Or, or also, also, of course, it's treated very binarily. He is definitely gay. He, there is no room for him to be nope. bisexual or pansexual or someone who has whose sexuality, like many of ours, is, is subject to uh, discovery and flux over their lives. But you know, what I mean, it just becomes like, yeah, of course. I don't, it, it felt, it felt clunky and sort of bad. Yeah, um, I, I have no problem. I have no problem with them introducing a gay character. I don't actually don't no, even have a it, problem with them making Montrose gay. I feel like the the way it has been unfolded to me makes me feel like, where are you going with this? Like, oh, man. Like, if it's just... To, because it almost makes it seem like it's like George was not bad for stepping, for stepping out with his brother's wife. Like, it feels like right. a... It feels like sort of an like an absolving thing for that, and I didn't mind it being kind of a messed up thing that George did. I thought that made added like, you know, kind of like texture to his character. Sure, sure. No, like, of course, of course. Like I, I didn't have a problem with that. So I, I just, I kind of am just like, where are you going with this? What is this? What are we it doing? It also here? Seem, it also feels like they're treating it in the most disappointing kind of way. Um, in that Atticus is apparently just completely oblivious to it, which. Which is okay, but but how how much better would we be if he was if, if when Tree ta- tells him that he's like yeah I always knew that about Pop You're like what are, what are you trying to you know he can accept his he could accept his father yeah I love my, I love or, my or, not or even my not, not or even dead not. gay dad yeah but him but him being completely oblivious is like the most the most like milk toast like oh gee you know turns mm-hmm. out my dad who is miserable and alcoholic of course he has a secret you know, also, it's what like is, the, is it's Tree... like the way that it's it's like the way that lesbians in films are never allowed to be happy. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like Montrose kind of has that, too, where it's like, oh, of course. And again, also, I, this, is not, this is not to minimize the trauma of actual actual gay people. Of course. Um, but just to say, you know, it, it, feels, it feels just sort of, ha- it feels a little bit hack to me. That's yeah. Kinda... I, at this point, when I was watching it, I, I, literally, I was just like, where are they going with this? Like, what, what are they going to do with this? That's any good. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I do, I do, I am sort of questioning what Tree is. I'm like, are you, like, Atticus's sexual Jiminy Cricket? Like, <laughs> like that's basically what he's doing. Like He, he just points out obvious things involving uh, involving boning to, to Atticus. To Atticus, yeah. He's like, and always let your dick be your guide. Like, I don't get it. <laughs> like, I, I thought, did, I thought, she, I loved, oh. I loved Letty laying into him, though. About yeah, that. I, yes, but also it felt like the, so when he showed up, I was like, "Man, are we adding characters? Are there going to be more? Is he going to be like the 
are we going to have him as like the hilarious comic relief? Then I was like, is he going to die? Is that going to be the, you know, are we going to introduce him? And he's going to be, you know, we don't feel so bad because he lied about having sex with Letty. But also he can still be kind of a good guy and then he can die. And then we can be like, oh, so horrible. But I think basically they basically just brought him in. So so he could like talk about dinosaurs, tell Atticus that he thinks his dad might be gay. And then Letty be like, yeah, you lied about having sex with me. I win. You lose. <laughs> like, I don't know. It felt kind of. Yeah. It, it just felt sort of perfunctory and not, that's not satisfying. The, that's actually the moment because I was like, pretty sure that's the guy who was talking to Atticus mm-hmm. about Letty. Pretty sure that's Tree. And then mm-hmm. and then when, when she yelled at him, I was like, oh, yeah. And that's when I was like, what's his deal? Is he Jiminy Cricket? Like, what? <laughs> what are we doing here? Um. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. at the end of this episode, they have the pages to the book. They're written in the are these the pages. pages the, this book, we yes, must right, have those right. pages back. They have they have some, or uh, it's not clear to me. They have some of these pages, maybe maybe all of them, and nobody can read them, but we got them. Uh, we also get like all of this. Um, we we get all this development with um, Hippolyta and uh, Diana that that again feels like it should go in a different episode a little bit. Like we find out that yes, um, I did like it though. Yeah, I, I liked did it too. Like it. I liked it too. But like, this to me is like I, we don't really know where the Ori's going. We know that Christina, right? Yeah, Christina Braithwaite really wants the Ori, so it's important. And when the Hippolyta has it, and that doesn't work right now, and she's gonna have to figure it out. But like, that's all stuff where you're like this should be in whatever episode we do something with the Ori is. Yeah, right? I would agree with that. This I should mean... be the framing device for that because the next scene after she's like. I want, you know, this Ori, this this device. I must have this device back. You know, they should have... The next scene should be Hippolyta figuring out what it does. Because her just being like, yeah, I have this thing now. Nobody knows what it really is for, how it works. Two sons, (laughs) wild. Yeah, Yeah. I I do agree with that. I will say... The only thing I'll say is I I really enjoyed the scene where they were in the... um, Oh, man, the planetarium. The, planetarium. the Harris chariot thing. Yeah. No, that scene was great. That scene was great. And it did. It, it is actually what made it. Plus the dinosaur comment made me be like, they're really blowing this whole museum thing. Because yeah. no, that yes, was like yes. that was like a one of the few moments where I'm like, we're having fun in a museum. This is what it's like <laughs> to be at a museum. Like, like, yes, I am in. Yes, this is working for me. But like, <laughs> I mean, um, <laughs> Yeah, it, it is sort of weird. I mean, I guess we have we have them heading into Lovecraft Country at the at the end, but then, you yeah, know, but, like, but, is, so is the next episode? Is that going to address it? I, I mean, I right, know. right, and yeah, right again. And so it's kind of it. It's like a bunch of table setting that we don't actually need, right? She doesn't. We don't. Need, she doesn't even need the weirdness of them like suddenly being back home in Chicago to decide to go there. She could just be like, "I want to see where George was killed." Yeah. And she goes there. You know. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, that was my first thing in love. I mean, like, I completely agree with you. I will say that that B plot was one of the things I love crafted about this. Episode. Yeah, yeah, because yes, I, I, it yes. was it was a, a moment of I felt like it was actually using the set piece we were in to uh, to its advantage in a way that was good. Whereas I felt like the like tunnel under the museum thing was less effective. The other thing that I love crafted was uh, Letty in general. I like that. I mean, she basically is Indiana Jones in this. She's the one who swims <laughs> after the map. She's the one mm-hmm. that crosses the bridge. Like she's like, she's the meaty punch 
like deliverer. <laughs> like that's her role, and I love that for her. I'm like, yes, this is yeah, she's like for the, me. she's the action girl. Yes, I also like that everyone is constantly basically telling Atticus like, like you know, it, <laughs> I can't remember like. Montrose has this like tortured conversation with him about how you always need to have a lump song for your girl. And oh, God, I, I, yeah. I watched it twice and I still not still not like 100 percent sure exactly what we're supposed to take away from that. But um, but but basically everyone is like Atticus, Letty kicks dick. She's awesome. Yeah, Atticus, you are and punching Atticus, above Atticus just your makes weight. like a weird like baffled face and is like. Yeah. In all of my in all of my 45 years of being alive on this earth. Yeah. I mean, I hate to admit it, but I did. I did like the kiss the girl. Whoa, whoa, kissing the um, oh yeah, flooding elevator. Like I was, ha- I'm happy for them. But yeah, I mean, Letty is way cooler than Atticus. There's no question. Yeah, no, Atticus. Atticus needs like, I don't know. He's he's bland. He's gotten bland again. Not not yeah. so. What did you hate, Craft? Oh man. Oh, what well, 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 can I get to talk about? What I love, Craft. Oh, what did you love, Craft? I'm different. so sorry. I love Crafted the parts with Ruby. Oh yeah, there are a few parts with Ruby in this episode. Yeah, Ruby, Ruby, Ruby goes to the store and she finds out that they have they have hired another black employee who apparently was someone who, you know, is like slim and pretty and just applied on a whim. And everybody who has ever applied for a job can kind of uh, or really apply for anything can relate to this. Can relate feeling, to how that feels. Feeling that feeling that rage that you have been pipped at the post by right. someone less deserving than you. Yeah. Right, 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 and, and she, it's a goes, small, mean little feeling. So, it but it right. makes it, you it makes you love. I mean, like it makes you love yeah. Ruby. Yeah, yeah, no, of course, and and it's not even the fault. And, and like they're, they're even pretty clear about this. It's not the fault of the of the person who quote unquote beat you. They yeah. didn't even know they were competing with you, which is more maddening, actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's the, way more. It's more way more angering that they weren't they weren't like doing everything they possibly could to like. You know, beat you <laughs> screw out. Screw you. Yeah, yeah, they just they just were them their own delightful selves. <laughs> that was enough. <laughs> like that's so right. annoying. And then, and then Ruby goes and for the first time we see her not killing it with her singing. <laughs> yeah. And uh, then she meets up with William, the translucent man at the bar. And buddy, they get down. I this, I thought I thought I think Ruby that I mean eas- easily Ruby thus far has gotten the best sex scene in the in the show. And good um, for them for point. giving it to to a big girl. Like, yes. To a beautiful full-figured woman? Yeah, yeah but no, but like a lot of a lot of times f- like fat women don't get don't get cool sex scenes. They get sex yeah. scenes that are like very very modest, un- like a lot of under the covers kind of stuff. Sure. Or or it's played for laughs, and I d- I don't or, think or, that or 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 you can do it as a sex scene where they're like, look how brave our sex scene was, and I I didn't so feel may- that way. Maybe, about, maybe yep. they did. Th- yeah, maybe they maybe they felt that way, but this it doesn't feel. It that. just felt it, like it, ju- it just felt like sexy and good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, like yeah, it was it was, it was just hot. Like it was it was totally like if she were any other size, it would be exactly the same. Like I I really yeah. applaud that. I loved that. <laughs> when um and and you're kind of like well was William a- but then also with all the talk of like human human trafficking and exotization and stuff you're kind of like so is this is this William's uh, is this what William likes but then also remember do you notice that he drinks the blood out of her wrist when she like oh puts yeah her wrist on a vase no, or whatever like like, like I'm, like, I'm happy I'm happy for like, her but like, I'm also like red flags guys yeah yeah right. yeah he's not okay dangerous She's, person yeah he's 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 probably got people buried in the founda- under the foundation of his house yeah um, one thousand percent. One thousand yeah. percent. But, but no, he's, but a, I he's an old Ruby Ruby... Jeffrey Dahmer. Like you got to be careful. Yeah. 
And this is good because up to this point, I feel like Ruby has been kind of like Ruby's been Ruby's been fine, but but her role has been to be kind of like the fuddy duddy, like tutting yeah. at the at the young people. So it's fun to get her get get a chance to maybe see her be a little bit uh, irresponsible, and yep. also to engage in some like seeing her get mad and feel jealous and feel angry and be drunk, like f- like fleshes out her character. We see a f- more full piece of her, you know, you know what I mean. Instead of her just kind of being like. I'm Letty's older sister, and I I don't make mistakes. I I you know. Right. She's she's not the. Lu- <laughs> I always put the dustpan back where it goes. She's not the Lucy of this strip anymore. Like we like right, her yeah. now. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I mean, I always liked her, but she's she's yeah. she's more fully developed. She's more of a human. Like I relate to her pettiness. I relate yeah. to her to her anger. I like her so much. At the end of this yeah. episode. Yeah. 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 It's awesome. And it, and, it, and it sets us up for next week, too. So mm-hmm. it's good. So so uh, what did you hate, Kraft? Um, I have a serious one, which I think we've already gotten to, and then I have a silly one. So, okay. But it's one that I – the silly one I actually maybe feel even more strongly about. Um, <laughs> it's just the general mood of the episode. It's so exposition-heavy. Like, there's some fun mm-hmm. moments. But, like, I never felt, like, swept away Sure. by it and and like or riveted by it like i spent all of episode three like on the edge of my couch like staring yeah, intently yeah. at the screen like waiting for, like to see what happens this was not that experience and i felt i felt a little bit disappointed about that yeah um same 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 uh i also hate crafted that lame jumpsuit that they put Letty in for this episode. <laughs> like, she could have been Ms. Jones in, like, a sweet bomber jacket. Like, put her in the Indiana Jones drag. <laughs> but instead, we get this April O'Neil lemon suit moment. Like, no. Ew. I hated that jumpsuit the whole episode. Letty has only, like, killed it fashion-wise this whole time. And that was so lame. I just did not. I didn't dig it. I understand. She's going to be wading around up to her chest in water. Let's put her in a jumpsuit. Yeah. I was like, this is the worst. Like, I I totally get it. She's got to wear pants for this. She's got to wear flat shoes. Like, that's fine. But, like, just commit and be like, she is the Indiana Jones of this of this story. Because she is. So dress her like that. I mean, they all Mm -hmm. have they all have the cross body bag, which I think is really was was cute. Mm -hmm. But um, no. Ew. I hated that jumpsuit. (laughs) <laughs> so my serious hate craft was Montrose. Um, again, he now now like before he was kind of nothing. Now he's sort of less than nothing in that he seems like a negative drag on the story. If you have a character who doesn't want to participate, doesn't want to be involved in the supernatural hijinks, th- th- then that character exists to sort of ruin the plot for everyone else. You know what I mean, right? Like yeah. it. I, I, and then, and then, of course, all of the, the I think the kind of clunky way his sexuality is handled, and then the fact that at the end of this, he is straight. He he murders. He has a murderer, but also he murders like a, a an enslaved, supremely vulnerable. Yeah, someone who like really person. needs a break. Like really yeah. needs a break. It's not cool. It's I mean, not cool. Yeah, right. He he could have he could have let her let let them go too. You know what I mean? He he could have just done that too, you know, and just been like, no, I. It's not, and just been he like, he could have like, had the not. moment that what that I was talking about that Atticus could have had. Yeah. Yes. And right. it would have been even better because you would have been like, oh yeah, you're two gender queer people, mm-hmm. or not gender queer, but you're two queer people. Yeah, yeah, two people. One gender, yeah. one gay. Right. Or 
Bis- by potentially Pam. bisexual. Right. But looking at each other being like, yep, okay. Like, that would have been kind of nice. Right. <laughs> like, I see what you mean. Been- well, I mean, and, and right, we talk about slave knots before this. This also, um, this episode also kind of has the thing where I feel like they were trying, they, they were working a lot of, like, black history lessons kind of into the, into the dialogue, which to me always kind of feels like maybe like, like a, like a white liberal wrote it. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I mean, I don't mind, I don't mind no. that so much, but I, I guess no, no, for it, me. It just, to me, it just felt clunk. It feels. It, it, yeah. It wasn't, it, it, it wasn't effective to the story. Like I thought that the, I thought the stuff like where we could, you could explore like the Tuskegee experiment, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, and Henrietta Lack from like the last episode was yeah. really cool. And like, you should yes. do that. Like you should watch this and be like, huh, Sunset Towns. I wonder what that's about. And then go like Wikipedia it because that's good for you as a human being. If you don't know what those things are, like you oh, should do that. Sure. Yeah. But like, these were just kind of like, like, like little, little detail kind of stuff that ugh, I just didn't. Yeah. I, it, it felt to me very much like a cartoon I would watch when I was a child or something where it would be like. And now the black character will will give some exposition about black history because that's the thing that they yeah very <laughs> rep, rep, very saved by the bell yes yeah yeah that that's all it just it it didn't feel natural and 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 felt sort of like a like a, and we will check the box and we mentioned Jesse Owens and yep and you know you know you know what I mean that just did you know that there's an episode speaking speaking of this kind of thing being handled poorly um, did you know there's an episode of Saved by the Bell about like ancestry, and of course Lisa Turtle, <laughs> my favorite character in Saved by the Bell, uh, who's a black woman, um, has to deliver to her class of all pretty much white people, as far as I know. Um, go Bayside. Go Bayside. Uh, a story about how she is her like you know ancestors were brought over here and enslaved, and. Um, then there's also there's also a weird I can't remember if it's Kelly or Jesse. I think it's Jesse because she's like very, you know, woke bay. Um, has to deal with the fact that her ancestors were slave owners and then they have like a moment where they talk about it. Can you imagine that? Oh my gosh. That I thought you were gonna tell me about the episode where uh Zach lies about having Native American ancestry and gives uh, very offensive. I would like to tell you that that is the exact same episode. Oh no way! Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, it's a it's the B plot or potentially C <laughs> plot of that episode. Ah! Oh my god! Can you imagine doing? I mean, you can, but like, can you imagine making that the B plot where you're like, so let's let what if one of the girls owned one of the other girls' ancestors? That's exactly that's exactly what I, I even wouldn't think, that be so embarrassing? I, I mean, for for the white one, God. Yeah. All right. Should we wrap it up? Let's wrap it up. So, in closing, I feel like what we have here is a reverse Star Trek movie situation. The odd episodes are good. The even episodes are bad. Um, I also, also, did you notice that uh, I also think any episode with force fields in it is bad? You remember uh, Christina mm. bounces off a force field at Letty's house? So, I think that's another that's another truism. So, um, I think uh, we can look forward to what's to come. So, please join us for the fifth episode which, by the rules I have just declared, will have to be a, a real banger. And, uh, yeah, but due to logistically, I've actually already seen the next episode. It's really good. It, it is a banger. We Don't worry. Bets. Don't worry. It's great. It's super good. 
Thank you, as always, for listening to Lovecraft Singles. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or any of the platforms, podcatchers of your choice. Um, I think we believe we're also on Spotify, which is which is pretty cool, even though they don't pay their artists anything. Um, on most of those platforms, you can subscribe, rate, or leave us a review, ideally all three. That would be so appreciated. Um, and we also have a website, outrageousmechanisms.com slash Lovecraft dash singles. You can also find all of our shows, and you might be finding our shows now, under our um, spinoff pod, or the podcast that this is a spinoff of, Crypt Creepers. So you can find us either the place. The Mother Podcast. The Mother, Mother Podcast. Awesome. See you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Outrageous.